At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we did. Government is the problem. Welcome, everybody, to a conservative and a liberal walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I am a liberal. My name is Tim. I'm a conservative. It is Friday, May the 6th. Had a big, big week. Sorry for our uh, our absence. We've had a few uh, a few familial things to, to deal with the last couple of weeks. Uh, we are, or are assumedly, this is this is the first time that many of you will be listening, and we, we you know, we're we we're we're you know we're we're not going to do that again. We 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 suck. We had we had a bad couple of weeks. Uh, we are back with a vengeance, and uh, we welcome all of our new listeners. Uh, thank you so much, and stick around. Uh, we're going to talk a whole lot about the election this week because you know, like lots of stuff happened. Um, but uh, <laughs> eloquent, good, yes, yeah, yeah lots, lots, of lots of lots of lots of things. Look, I'm out of practice. We haven't done this. In a <laughs> As I've already said, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a big week uh, to to say the absolute least. Uh, the uh, the uh, primaries are are starting to starting to wind themselves down. The uh, I think it's more appropriate to say that the Republicans uh, slammed into the iceberg and came to a screeching halt uh, Wednesday morning when Kasich dropped out. So, but we'll get all of we'll get onto all of that here uh, momentarily. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. Just uh, just living the dream. All the, you know, my my ministry is is going well. I'm, refo- I'm focusing the that service guy on youth ministry now, uh, as opposed to all the different volunteer stuff I was doing. I just felt like that was where the most need was, and uh, so I've lined things up with three other parishes. In addition to the one that I'm the primary youth minister at, I'll be assisting with three other smaller parishes um, in the Lexington area. So I'm excited about that and just looking forward to summer and yeah, big, big times for me. I'm enjoying it. Outstanding. How are you? Uh, I'm good. You know, it's been a, been a busy, busy, just a busy time, uh, you know, with, with work things and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been sort of rainy and gross here all week. So it's, it's been one of those, one of those weeks where motivation is something of an issue, uh, when it, when it comes down to it, but you know, that's supposed to be nice tomorrow and I'm going to go dig a big hole in my backyard. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. Fantastic. Uh, Enjoy your hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Dug me a hole. Take that, but game game of Game of Thrones is back. That's that's that that's that's what that's I've been huge. Excited about the last it's really more important weeks, than yeah. anything else. Big stuff. in life. Actually, yeah. damn right. <laughs> Were you have you have you have you seen the first the first couple episodes? I, I saw the first one. Uh, ah, I, I, it's, it's so nice to watch it on mom and dad's big screen. I almost hate to watch it on my on my little screen. So, and Isabel's pretty anti Game of Thrones. She kind of finds it disgusting <laughs> so uh and it's definitely i, I not can't argue with people that call so it that <laughs> yeah yeah you really can't so you know I'll, I'll i'll wait until i have you know random times at mom and dad's that i can watch it or uh you know if i have to wait until she's going back to ecuador in september so i might i might just hold off until then when i can splurge and watch the watch the whole thing while she's gone is she wait is isabel not going to be joining us on our trip this fall 
No, she'll be there, but she's going back to Ecuador at the beginning of September. So basically, she'll ah. basically she'll leave from Lexington, and we're we're gonna try and fly her and the kids back into Raleigh so that they'll just meet up, meet me there, uh, and and save one at least one leg of the wretched drive with children. Blah. Ah, yeah, sounds 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 lovely. Um, yeah, I'll look forward to that. So, all right. Well, let's get to, uh, let's 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 get to getting. Uh, man, I don't even know where to start. I you know just any any two of the things that happened in the last seventy two hours. Well, let, let's uh, start with would, Kasich. Would make for a half halfway decent the, show. Yeah, we have to traitor. Start with with our guy, uh, John. How 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 did how did you take that news for those? Uh, I, I mean, I was and am down. furious. I I couldn't believe it. I mean, he said he was going to stick it out. Until Trump had all the delegates, and and maybe it was a foregone conclusion. I mean, I I don't feel that it was. Uh, you know, he finally got it down to just him and Trump. Uh, I think they presented two very clear, different views of the Republican Party, uh, and I, I I felt like he owed it. He owed it to me. Stick around, see what happens, and and then he just bailed. So uh, I'm I'm pretty pissed about it. Pretty upset. Um, but I mean, this is what I expected to happen all along. You know, I've been I've been saying Trump will win for forever, and he did. Uh, we we had a glimmer of hope, and I feel like Kasich bailed out too soon, and I'm fairly upset with him for doing so. Yeah, I have to. I have to. Before we go on, I have got to give you your. I have to give you your due. You you told you said straight out. I can even pull out a, a practice show that we did back in December where. You said straight out it's going to be Trump, and hey, yeah, uh, nicely, nicely done, right. sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just just stop. For, is, has there been a point this week where you you stop and go, Donald Trump is the presumptive, not Donald King Trump, of my party? I mean, is that is that? I, did, did I, some I mean, part I, of your brain I, I, no, I, I had, I had acquiesced to that fact a long time ago so this this was not shocking for me nor newly upsetting um you know it's it's bothered me for a while but i mean let's face it i've been bothered by my party for a while um so this is just one more reincarnation of the the great disappointment that has become the republican party yeah i think that's fair i i i don't know i mean i i don't see how you could get any more uh, disappointing. <laughs> and yeah, I mean the guy. show has definitely reached you know? a new low. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but you know we've we've been a fairly disappointing party for for many years now. So yeah, yeah, and where Kasich is concerned, I I the thing that that weirded me out. I mean I I don't know that I was surprised because I think Kasich has always been a little bit of sort of a grumpy bastard. And a little bit of a misanthrope in his way, and so the idea that he just it just got into his head one morning that okay time to go doesn't necessarily surprise me, but the fact that it even got into his head at this stage, after all of this talk and all of this, I am going to be the last man standing, and when I am the last man standing, I am going to do my best to spoil Donald Trump's march into Cleveland. And and then to just pull the plug, yeah. Like I mean, it was, it, I mean, it, it was just know, two more rounds I, I to go. Uh, like just stick it yeah, out, literally. see what yeah. happens. You know, 
because he he could th- because you're right. It, it now you had a clear now you had something a little bit more like what the Democrats have had. This is a direction for the party, and this is a direction for the party. What you had mm-hmm. with Cruz was this sort of weird mismatch, mishmash of 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 uh, of some of Trump's extremism and then really hardcore right wing extremism. Because a, a lot of what I've noticed about Trump is that he's really I, I, when a lot of people talk about uh, conservatism and and people that are fiscally conservative and socially liberal, which is tends to be more where I fall. It's almost like Trump has flipped that script and you've got somebody who is fiscally liberal, but socially conservative in that respect. Is he, is he socially and, conservative? Well, he I, talks I that he, he, well, he talks, okay. He's talking that way. What well, is he uh, talking that way? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I think he defies well, with, the, with the building the categories. wall and the and the you know, but building but, a wall is that socially conservative? Is that what we're going to call socially conservative? Well, I mean, I, I think immig- does does an immigration fall as a social issue? I don't know. I, I guess that for me, that one's so wrapped up with the economics of it that I, I have a hard time putting it in that category. But I guess I can see where you would. Um, but he's hardly socially conservative with like, this is he's like, he is not adamantly pro-life. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't even think he's talked a big pro-life game. He's sort of like, yeah, I'm pro-life. Uh, well, he tried. He, well, I mean, he, he, he tried by saying women should be prosecuted. I mean, he backed off it. But, oh I mean, he gosh, was, that's right. He did have that know, glorious moment. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I don't know. He hasn't really weighed in on on many. Well, he he came out pretty much against the whole HB two thing in North Carolina. But anyway, he did. Didn't my he? point, yeah, yeah, I think so. But my my point is is that I I always felt like Cruz and Trump sort of ran together in a lot of ways from because they were both Tea Party guys and Kasich was the different type. And the 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 interesting part for me was going to be when Cruz finally got the net and got out, and that happened, and then Kasich mm-hmm. just bailed. So yeah. like he uh, got what he wanted this entire yeah. time. You know? Finally had it. You versus Trump. Here we go. And he chickened out. So Yeah. And thanks. with just enough time thanks, left K-Dog. to steal enough to steal enough delegates to, you know, make it tough on him. There was. Uh, and if he had succeeded, it, I mean it was a lock. If he had succeeded in blocking Trump from getting enough delegates, I feel like it was a lock. I feel like, hands down, he's the nominee if he had managed to block Trump. Uh, and I feel like that was that was well worth the effort, well worth the shot. And and then and nothing. So. Yeah, because that's very often how this goes. You have upstart candidates that show up late in the process when they ha- when you have some a party that's having trouble coalescing around somebody. Someone mm-hmm. shows up late, steals just enough to make it tough at the convention, and then whoever showed up late is the one that ends up getting the nomination. And yeah. it's not that Kasich would have shown up late, but it it's almost like he would have because, you know, it just by again being the last man standing, and it just didn't. I don't know, just didn't yeah. didn't get there. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I I don't know. It uh, the the next interesting, honestly, Cruz backing out is not at all interesting to me. I, 
I, I, I, I so yeah, it's not, it's it, goodbye and good riddance. Anything to say about that at all? Thank goodness. No, just yeah, yeah just goodbye and good riddance. Same way I would have felt yeah. if Trump had, had dropped out. I just bye. Never, yeah. never liked you. Don't like any of your stances. Get out. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that sounds about right to me. But yeah. in in the I, in the I, time I, sense, I, what? Go ahead. No, I, was, I hope this consigns him to oblivion the, the same way with Rubio. Like, I, I hope this means that he just disappears from, from politics, but I, I doubt we'll be so lucky. <laughs> no, unfortunately, with both him and Marco, they're still in their 40s. I mean, there's lots of time for them to show up and make trouble <laughs> um, in, in, the next, in the next 30 years or by Senate standards in the next 50 years. You know, who knows? Right. Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, I mean, the, the next thing to me that, you know, nothing, there's nothing specific that Trump has done in since getting the nomination that is in any way different, in any way interesting. But what to me has been interesting is that, and I don't want to use the word establishment, but the, you know, the, the, if nothing else, the old guard and some of the current leadership, they're just, they're, it, I mean, they're making like, like they're on the deck of the Titanic and they're jumping, they're jumping ship. I mean, in every single case, uh, you know, uh, and then with Ryan, who is easily the highest ranking Republican, officially ranking Republican in the country coming out and saying that he's not going to support the nomination, the nominee, this is a big deal to me. And does it open to you? Does it, does it open the door that someone would, 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 would try to pull a third party run? I don't think you'll see a third party run from any high standing Republicans just because of the the blowback that that would get from the RNC. Um, and you don't have someone you know on the level of like Teddy Roosevelt, you know, when, when he did that. Um, and, and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm lacking in surprise at, at some of the responses because, I mean, Ryan didn't say that he wouldn't support the nominee. He said he couldn't at no, this time, he didn't. you know, uh, and even, you know, McCain is backing him. McCain said, I, I will back the nominee, even though he disagrees with a lot of the statements. Um, the Bushes didn't come out and say, you know, we we are anti-Trump. They just are kind of like, well, you know, we're just going to stay out of politics this time around. You, no, you know, Jeb, Jeb did. Jeb came out today and said he is not going to vote for Trump. Ooh, okay. I read that. I only knew about Bush Senior and I only knew about Bush Senior and and W. So what did what did Jeb say? I'm not going to vote for him. Wow. Who did he say? Who he would vote for? No, he didn't. But my assumption is that both people like both he and Lindsey Graham, who have said they will not vote for Trump, will just not vote. So Graham said that too. I will not vote for Trump. Graham said that too. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, All right. Now, Graham, well, Graham included the caveat that, that he won't vote for Hillary either. So um, my assumption is that if they show up on Election Day, they'll write in Snoopy, you know, or maybe Gary Johnson will run again. Who knows? I was about um, to say, I mean, we've got a clear we, we've got a clear alternative already for a lot of Republicans in, in Gary Johnson. So. Yeah. But now a number true. of my Catholic so, friends, apparently I, I wasn't aware of this, but they're saying Gary Johnson is pro-abortion or pro-choice. Uh, and so that's causing some struggles for some of my, my Catholic Republican friends who don't want to vote for Trump and they don't want to vote for Hillary. And, uh, but they don't feel like they can vote for Gary Johnson either for the same reason they can't vote for Hillary because, you know, they're pro-choice. 
Yeah, that's I, I suppose that's fair. So you could actually, I mean, if you think about it, based on at least some of Trump's past standing standings, where he he in a former life he was he was pro choice. You could theoretically have three pro choice candidates, and then what do you mm. do? Um, you know, so it's I mean I, I I don't know how much more there is to say about things on the Republican side, except that. What's one thing that is driving me crazy from the leadership is that I watched an entire interview with basically Reince Priebus's uh, right hand guy, his sort of his body man and Wolf Blitzer yesterday. And Blitzer was asking what were totally fair questions based on the way that things have gone. And this was immediate. This was immediate in the immediate aftermath of Ryan making that statement that he wasn't immediately going to support him. And so Wolf is asking, you know, this is a big deal, right? I mean, what, what are you guys going to do, you know, to, to try to unify things? And how do you, how do you feel about this? And how do you combat this? How do you, how do you spin this to make it right? And the whole time, the guy is immediately getting, like you can see, he's getting redder, his face is, he's mad and he's constantly going, oh, this is not, this is, this is not a thing. I don't understand what everybody's talking about. I mean, look what's going on on the Democrat side. This is just, there's nothing wrong. This is all perfectly normal. And I'm like, you either think we're stupid or you're wow. deluded. Yeah. I, I mean, is you, that... You, you and, never and see this. No, you don't, ever. I mean, that's no. Speaker of the House. It, it, it's instantaneous, this. almost. In, all, in every election in my memory, it is an instantaneous time to rally around the nominee. You know, I mean, that was... Clinton's famous speech in 2008, you know, time to rally around Obama and heal the party. I mean, no, this, this yeah, is not the norm. No, I not in any way. And I, I don't know. It, it, it's almost like, and, and the funny thing is, is that I watch that and I'm sitting here going, I, what I'm, what I'm really tired of out of, out of uh, maybe just not even out of politicians. It's out of public figures, period is, is that, you know, it, it was like with Rubio's little speech in Iowa where he finished in third and he came running out and he's all big and he's happy Marco and he's he's pumping his fists and he, and he leads off the speech with, they said we couldn't do it and we did it and yada, 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 yada. And I'm just going, dude, you finished in third. That's exactly where everyone said you were going to finish in third. You did what everyone said they were going to do. This is not a victory. And stop walking out and, and telling us that what we're seeing happen is not what's happening. That losses are actually wins and problems are not actually problems. And, and, and explosions are really just little puffs of smoke. And, and it, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with coming out and saying, you know what? I finished in second or third place tonight and that's not where I wanted to finish, but we're going to get back out there and, and keep working. Or if, Priebus is somebody, Reince Priebus or, you know, moron right-hand man guy from yesterday that I can't remember his name is Sean something or other comes out and says, yeah, you know what we got? There's a lot of, a lot of people are not convinced yet, but that's okay. We got, we got to talk this stuff out. We got a few months. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Is there? I don't think so. No, I, don't, I mean, I always like honesty, <laughs> but I think you're right in the sense that we don't we don't get a lot of that from our, our politicians and our public figures. And, you know, I mean, the, the Republican Party has just screwed itself uh, six ways to Sunday, and uh, it looks like it's just going to keep on going uh, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I don't think that 
uh, a candidate like Ryan can support Trump and maintain his credibility, at least not in my eyes. You know, the moment he says, I'm supporting Donald Trump, uh, he, he's lost me. You know, like I'm, you know, I wasn't a huge fan when he was running as vice president. I, I've, I've liked him as a speaker so far. There's been blips, but I mean, there's blips with anybody. Um, and if he stands up and says he's not going to vote for Trump, this is what I think being a Republican is. These, this is our agenda. This is what we want to accomplish. Then, then great and giant rounds of applause, and I'll be excited to vote for him in 2020. But if he, if he, if he acquiesces all of a sudden to Trump, because now, because surely Trump is going to start saying things that are a little bit more. Uh, in line with the with the party, and he's going to start saying things nicer. And uh, and if if Ryan buys into that, then pff, nah, we're done. And then you register independent or become a full on libertarian and go to town. No, I stand firm in that I am a Republican. <laughs> I believe I believe in the stances of our party, and I I I, I can only hope that. Once Trump gets stomped, because I will, I'll make that declaration now too. Trump will get stomped in the general general election, uh, barring some sort of massive scandal on Clinton's part or some sort of indictment or things of of, of this nature. Um, that you know he'll he'll get crushed, and then the the party will try and reform itself. And, and that's why I say, you know, Ryan, you can't, you can't go for Trump. You can't fall under, try to put yourself under his umbrella because he's going to fail. It's going to explode. And you need to have your, your credibility uh, in hand because with his credibility goes, the credibility of the party goes, you know, and it's going to be that much harder for us to, to regroup after the election. But if he stands up and says, Trump is not what a Republican is, then when Trump loses, we can immediately coalesce behind him. Yeah, that's well, that's that's an interesting. It's an interesting point, but do they risk alienating? Because the 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 Republican, the Republican base, you know, if you will, in a lot of ways, has been based around turning out. Uh, People who in the 50s, 60s, and even in the 70s were blue-collar Democrats to the core, former union folk, you know, people in the in the Deep South, you know, turning turning the Deep South red, basically. And these are the people that have turned out in droves for Trump um, and really got him going with that swing through the South. You know, that was stealing Cruz's, what was supposed to be Cruz's wheelhouse. And... The problem to me has always been that what you had was people who were talking on social issues, uh, abortion, religion, gay rights, uh, things of that nature. Things that, that people in, they were, they were, it was almost like sleight of hand. You had them talking on these issues, believe in us because we're, we're good God-fearing Christians, but we're going to be enacting fiscal policies that may or may not help you a whole lot, but don't worry about those because we're like you. Uh, And now you've got somebody in Trump who is hitting some of those same like you notes, but he's 
sort of turned it back on the, the Republican establishment so that now they're on the defensive. Can they just look at when Trump loses? Can they just look at those people and go, see, we told you so. Come back. Well, I, I, I think for us, it's a matter of, you know, tr- Trump is the result of the, uh, the, the amount of vitriol in our rhetoric uh, over the last eight years of President Obama. And we've said over and over again, the country's going to hell, the country's going to hell. And then you get a guy like Trump who, you know, is saying the country's going to hell and everyone's believing him and going with it and it's all going way too far. And we want to be like, well, well no, wait, maybe it's not. And, and we just don't know what to do. Um, so I, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily buy the, the sleight of hand argument of that we're, you know, been enacting fiscal policies that actually hurt people. Um, you know, I, I think that we have good fiscal policy. We have, you know, the Republican Party has good fiscal policies as a rule, uh, but that we've, under Trump, uh, we've started to back away from that. And we've gotten too into a lot of these, these social issues and have forsaken some of our sound fiscal policies. You know, we've let immigration is a primary thing. You know, we, we've we've allowed ourselves to get wrapped up in this idea of being anti-immigration and anti these people coming in and not done enough to stress the, the economic good that immigration is. So I, I guess my hope would be that if we, you know, if Trump falls, but Ryan stays true to Republican principles, uh, then we can rally around him and hopefully he'll he'll speak some truth uh, about um the economic issues surrounding poverty and surrounding uh, education and surrounding immigration. I'd, I'd like to think that, that he's going to be willing to do that. But what, what needs to happen, though, is you've got to have some people that have their heads about them that are willing to come out and say, look, because I, that's the one thing that I haven't heard Ryan do. Ryan is still sort of in, in his way. He is still he's a little nicer about it and not quite as prickish about it as, as Boehner was, but he's still in this, we're not going to work with this person. We're going to enact our stuff and, and push our things through. And, and the rest of this doesn't, you know, he's not coming out and saying we're going to find a way to do healthcare. We acknowledge there was a problem. So we're going to find a way to try to fix healthcare reasonably instead of passing all of this legislation that we know has no shot. We definitely think that immigration is can work and is a good thing and, and we can we can fix it. So here's what we're going to do because we think it's the best thing to do. This is still a guy who came in with the Tea Party and wrote in on that. And I just don't entirely Wait trust it. Wait a minute. No. Okay, I'll disagree with that one. I, I don't I don't lump Ryan in with Tea Party. He he was Ryan was pre Tea Party, he was before them. I I think uh, I've been reading about Ryan and this this wonky new Republican putting forth ideas uh, since before the Tea Party came into play. Ninety nine. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah, nice one. So I, I, but I, I, just, I think all the way through the two. I guess I'm 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 going back to two thousand two thousand twelve. Right, two thousand twelve. Running Ryan, around talking I don't know like who that Tea was, Party was. What that was. 
that was not indicative of the Paul Ryan who was around before, who was fairly impressive. And while some of his ideas may not have been the best, some of you know Obama's ideas aren't the best. Uh, but he, he 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 was good. He was on the right track. He's on the right track with his focus on uh, poverty, and he's on the right track with with immigration. He's not you know he, he's not Trump. He's not Cruz. Uh, when it comes to immigration, I, I don't think, um, and I think he does have good ideas about healthcare and how it can be done. His Patients Choice Act was 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 good, um, and so I would like to see him rather than. But I, you're right that I would like to see him rather than just voting to repeal Obamacare. You know, okay, well let's get a vote on an actual healthcare act. You know, all right, let's let's do it. Let's vote because because I get the idea that okay, you know, we don't have any control over who is the president right now. So we're going to pass legislation that demonstrates what we want to do if we are able to take over the executive branch. Um, you know, I, I get that, laying out a clear line. Um, but I, I, I mean, I obviously I agree with you with that there are things that we can agree with Obama on and we should be making better steps towards that. I think he's done a better job of that than Boehner. Um, but... Um, you know, he, his hands definitely are tied a little bit from um, some of the more the the Freedom Caucus and those sorts of people. I, I think really for Republicans, we got to rethink who, who do we want our base to be. You know, we've put so much focus on on the, on our base and and just trying to churn out that vote without trying to branch out. And and I think our base is going to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And we need to work on expanding that. And that's going to take some adjustment in our rhetoric and some adjustment in our policies. Yeah, And I think and those could, adjustments are getting back yeah. to conservative principles as opposed to what with the direction we've gone. I think we've gotten away from conservative principles and need to go back to them. I, I, would, I would definitely agree 100%. Um, we, uh, uh, as far as the Republicans go, have, have you anything else to, to add uh, as far as what's happened, which has been substantial? Uh, uh, no, not really. Trump's the nominee. I hope that lots of Republicans will stand up against him. We'll see what happens. Fair enough. Um, let's go ahead and, and we're at a good breaking point. We've, we've talked lots of negative things. Let's go ahead and do our, our round of applause uh, for the week. Uh, who have you got? I guess my round of applause is a little repetitive, but my round of applause goes to goes to Ryan for for not just diving right in and saying I'm all back our nominee. Good for you, man. Way to way to say you need to think things through. I wish that uh, guys like McCain had uh, been willing to do the same thing, and I hope he sticks by his guns and doesn't go under the Trump umbrella. So round of applause for for now, and I hope he sticks with it. Yeah, I, I I would echo that at least. I I am I I do not trust. Uh, there there have been some times that Ryan has done what I ask of of conservatives, which is make me think. You know, don't don't do everything that I'm expecting you to do these days. Um, and and Ryan's managed to do that on on a couple of occasions. And and in this case, I have to give him credit. It would have been really really easy. The easy thing to do, and and there's there's already talk that he's jeopardizing his speakership uh, by doing this, but I I think he's done. Uh, I think it was a good a good thing that he did. Uh, absolutely. So you know we'll we'll see because I mean a lot of the a lot of the people that he's pissing off with this are the same ones that that managed to get Boehner 
finally get Boehner tossed, um, you know, uh, in the end. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Um, yeah, my, uh, my, my round of applause, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but my, my round of applause goes to, goes to Prince who <laughs> I, 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 I was, I was crushed genuinely, uh, by what happened. I, I've, I've been very sorry to hear about some of the, the, apparently the problems that he was having with prescription drugs, but, uh, you know, none of that really is evident. I, I don't know that I gave Prince the credit, uh, in my mind for the, 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 the role that his music played for me, which is that I'm, I am, I was raised as your very stereotypical mopey white guy, when it came to music, music for me is an emotional thing in most cases. And, and it's, it can be fun, but a lot of times there's emotions connected to it. When it comes to, when it comes to Prince, Prince's music was fun, all of it. And it never failed. If I heard something from Prince, always put a smile on my face every time. And, uh, and, and it still does. Uh, you know, the, the odd thing is, is that he passed away. I was, I was, I was, uh, obviously uh very sad about that but i sat down spent a couple of days listening to his music and and smiled the whole time so i i i love that uh and he will he will be missed so absolutely yeah <laughs> uh, and i love i love everyone has a favorite prince song you know if, if yeah. you ask anyone of our generation you know what's your favorite prince song they've got one right off the top of their head and lots of mm-hmm. memories to go along with it um yeah, I graduated in 1999, so there's an obvious one for me. I still, I, 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 I still love Pussy Control. I, you know, it's so funny that you said that. I've refrained from saying that just because I'm a youth minister and everything, but I have so many good memories of that song. That is the I first know, song, dude. honestly, that comes to my mind because we always at our our house in suburban. Every party yeah, we had, we played that played. song, and Tommy Gatton would throw his hands up in the air and start shouting <laughs> along with it. And yeah, but I, I didn't, I didn't I want to say that word, so I couldn't. I was like, I got to think of a different song. But yeah, That's okay, I'll I, do it. <laughs> I love. Yeah, thank you, my liberal friend. Um, yeah, I love that song. Love I know. I another one of my favorites is off. It's on Musicology. It's called, and, and it, it this to me is is the like the greatest song title ever. It's illusion, coma, pimp, and circumstance. I do not that know that brilliant. one. I know it's 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 not it's not very well known, but again, the the title, illusion, coma, pimp, and circumstance. It, to me, it sums up everything Prince was right there. <laughs> it's brilliant. So anyhow, we uh we're we're gonna we're gonna stick with the election for a little while, and now now I think to talk about the Democrats because there there is actually still some interesting things going on over there. I think that a lot of the tone is, is finally sort of, you know, the, the media I think has had their fun with Bernie and, and, and uh, it's just math wise. It's very hard to see where Bernie's going to go. Um, but uh, he is still out there pushing and a lot of his supporters are still pushing and he is still, to me, his tone is still not of, uh, it's, there's still some question as to whether or not he's going to be smart enough to back off and, and just keep pushing his message without attacking Hillary uh, and not give the Donald any kind of playbook. 
not that he needs one because Lord knows what he's going to pull out of his, out of his, out of his tuchus in the next little bit. But um, some of the interesting things that I've read about, about the democratic race with all these people running around and screaming and, and talking about, Oh, it's, it's, it's the system's rigged and the super delegates and they're going to steal it from the people. And uh, the people really want Bernie and nobody really wants Hillary. And, and just, just a couple of things on that note. One, according to uh, NPR and Vox, two different places that I've, that I've, I've read these statistics. Hillary right now is ahead by 327 pledged delegates. Okay. The biggest lead that Obama ever had in pledged delegates over Hillary's the entire time in 2008 was 114. Yeah. Hillary has tripled that. So, and people were screaming left and right at her to get out. Uh, in the end, going into the convention, he was only ahead by 69 delegates. Yeah. Yeah, he barely won. Barely. Yeah. And she and she got she got out uh, when the time came. And uh no, I'm not defending the superdelegate system. Yes, I think it needs to be examined, but it is not going to win to to just stop this. It is not going to steal this from Bernie. Okay, Bernie is losing the election because he's losing the election. Because enough people haven't voted for him. And yes, he's won some states and yes, he's had some momentum and yes, he just won Indiana. But you know what? So did Hillary in 2008. What's amusing to me is that he's basically the the tables have basically turned. Hillary is winning where Barack won in 08 and Bernie's won in where Hillary won only Bernie's losing by a lot less. So the thing that I, that I, that I, that I put to you is that both in both primaries, you've had Trump who neither one of us takes seriously, but you know, uh, it's has been making a lot of the same points that Bernie has been making running around saying that the primary systems are rigged. It's interesting because Trump won. Bernie's not going to win, but Mm -hmm. do you think the primary systems are rigged? And if they no, are, what what no. different could what different could be done? <clears throat> if anything, well, just just no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think that they're rigged. You know, I mean, we we've touched on this that this is a, you know, the primaries are not you know the time when the the people are standing up and speaking. This is a time when uh, a group, i.e., a party, is deciding who they're going to put forth as their nominee. You know, that party has decided how they're going to come up with this. Uh, And it's a combination of, you know, gathering votes from uh, the population at large and the the higher ups making choices through the delegates. Um, And I I, yeah, so I, I don't think it's rigged in any sort of way. I think it's could be maybe made a little bit more straightforward at times with the way that the delegates are allotted um, from a percentage standpoint, you know, because it's not particularly clear just because so many times it's based on who wins the County, you know? Um, But I I think they they get extra or they get extra delegates for winning the congressional district. Yeah. So there's a couple of times and there's random things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's random things like that, that I guess maybe they could make, more clear, but I, I don't think that that in any way indicates that it's rigged. 
somehow against this person or, or that person. Um, now, the superdelegate thing is is a very, but it's very clear. You know, it's it's the party clearly stating that they want something of a final say on who the nominee is going to be. Uh, so that if they get, you know, a McGovern or if the Democrat Party got someone like Trump, uh, that the the party the the party could say no, not this not this guy. Um, and as a Republican, I'm really wishing we had superdelegates at the moment. Um, so no, I, I I don't think it's rigged. I think it's perfectly legitimate. As I've said, the only thing that I think is not legitimate is the states that allow not that allow independents to vote in either primary. If you're not willing to say that you're a member of that party, then you shouldn't get a say in who that party's nominee is. Yeah. And see, that's what Bernie is pushing. Bernie is running around screaming about how, uh, independents are not allowed to vote in certain, in some States. And he thinks he would be turning out the independents. So he doesn't think that that's fair, but and, you're running for, as a Democrat, you're not running as an independent. So just know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and you're running as an independent. And frankly, all due respect to Bernie's history as an independent, he did kind of just get here. He's only been a Democrat for like 16 months. Yeah. I mean, you know, it. it's, it, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's like that guy that just showed up to the party and went, man, this party sucks. You know? Uh, yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. I, 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 it's not that I, I, I respect what Bernie has done, but there are an awful lot of things and stances that he's taken of late in the last six to eight weeks that have really bugged me. And I mean, his supporters have always been obnoxious, but uh, the, just the, I don't know the, some of the stuff that, that his subordinates have, have said, and even that he said in the last little bit, it's like, you know, I get that you're trying to act like you're not a typical politician and that you're wanting to do things differently. And maybe you would do things differently if you got into office. But the last little bit, he's acting like you're acting like a politician. Just stop trying to act like you're above. Well, the rest he of he is a politician. You know? Yeah, you're right. He is a politician. He's a lifelong politician. He is the epitome of a lifelong politician, you know, and he, he, he has his own agendas that he's pushing just like any other politician has the ag- agendas that they're pushing. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, now so granted that, a little that, bit so different cause he's been an independent for so long. So that, that is fair. He has been an independent and, for and all, that, most that, of his yeah, career. Exactly. And so that's yeah, fair. He is, is a different. little bit of a different sort of politician. He's not the typical party politician and that's good. And, and we do need, you know, I'm not a fan of the two party system. Uh, we're, we're too diverse of a country to believe that, that two parties can, can accurately reflect uh, the, the diversity of views within our country. And I, I would not be sad at all if I saw the Republican Party split in two. I, I would be completely fine with that if it gave us three viable parties. Absolutely. That'd be great. Would, would that lead to more gridlock. No, I think it was, I, I were, personally think it would lead to less if, if you had, if you had three different parties, um, you know, now it can lead to some of the, 
the mess that you see in other countries where they, you know, like they can't form a government because they can't form proper coalitions and all these sorts of things. But Mm -hmm. I I think at this point with the level of gridlock that we have, I, I, I would take that over, over where we currently are. Yeah. Because we do have a, an insane amount of gridlock these days. It's it's not like that. You could make that any, any worse. Agreed. And, and the way the primary systems are, it, it really damages, you know, the centers, you know, center lefts and center rights like you and me and and are feeling like we're represented, you know, I mean, um, I, I, maybe that's a strong statement because I guess the Democrats have put forward center left politicians for the last you know three three election cycles. So maybe maybe that's not fair, but I, I I certainly feel like a disenfranchised Republican right now. So yeah, well, and maybe even maybe even four. Would you have called Gore center left? Yeah, I think you can call Gore center left. Yeah, and Clinton really acted and tried to be Bill Clinton tried to be was considered uh, he, at the time a moderate. He's very center I mean, left. He's very he center left. Very center left. So yeah. I mean the idea that the Democrats have gone off the rails and been hardcore extremists over the last 20 30 years is a little little much actually now that I think about it now that you put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Yeah, no that's that's yeah that's not a fair statement at all. We we have definitely so, gone much farther to the right then they have gone to the left. You know, Bush... Now, Bush became... I don't even know what to call Bush. I don't, I don't even know. What, you know, because he wasn't... Uh, he, he, he violated so many Republican principles with his massive expansion of government. You know, No Child Left Behind was just a, a drastic uh, break from Republican principles. Um and so many, and but then again, so many Republicans supported it. Um, so I, I don't know the the Republicans. The Republicans to me are very much you know a, a party that's been sort of tossed about and turned for for a long, long time. Uh, pretty much ever since we lost Bush Senior. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they are, and you know, I I don't know. I I, I think it's I think that's true. I think it's it's been hard to define a lot of that party other than, I mean, even going back to, you know, the nineties, um, in a, in a lot of, in a lot of cases, because they just always seem to be in opposition. Well, and, and from a, from a presidential standpoint, remember, we've had a hard time, but Newt, Newt was a pretty, Newt was a good, was a good Republican. Newt's a good well, Republican. That was, that was what I was going to say is that he's Newt, good. The last time you really had a very clear outline of these are the goals of the Republican party. I think you have to go back to the contract for America. I, I think you do too. And I think that's what you see Ryan kind of trying to emulate. And I hope that he's able to put it forth as clearly as, uh, as, as Newt did. I, I hope he's able, I hope he's able to do that. Um, you know, but that's not to say that Newt wasn't above the vicious, uh, you know, partisan rhetoric that, that we have now. I mean, we got, I mean, these, these guys, you know, they impeach Clinton, <laughs> you know, this was hardly a, a particularly mate nice group, but even with that, they were able to compromise and get, get a number of things done. Um, yeah. Although well, they did but a shut lot down of the that, government. Well, but the, the impeachment happened after Newt was ousted, frankly. Um, oh, was that after, was he gone? Was, yeah. 
Newt was Newt was out by the time the actual the actual impeachment went down in '99, um, mm-hmm. and Newt was ousted at some point in '98, I think. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. When when the vote for that happened, so I got some quotes for you. I watched a I watched a documentary this week, and I'm I'm gonna read these back to you. I want you to tell me who I'm talking about. Republicans would blatantly tell him, "We're not here to cooperate, and this is going to be open warfare from the beginning." Millions had responded to his campaign message of change, but millions of others feared where the country was heading, and they did not trust their inexperienced young president to lead them through uncertain times. There was a group of people who had a visceral dislike for him. They despised him and felt that there was something illegitimate about his presidency. Who am I describing? Obama. Bill Clinton. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Where I'm going with that is is basically I watched I watched this this thing on uh, on it was a PBS thing on the, called the American Experience and it's produced by Ken Burns, um, and there was a four episode cycle on the Clintons starting with the the ninety two election, and uh, going back a little bit into Clinton's history in in Arkansas, but primarily focusing on his presidency, and those were all things that were used to describe Clinton as he came into office Mm -hmm. talking about what, because that, and and, and they did Clinton walked, they investigated every single thing that they could find every time he opened his mouth on something right down to how he used the white house Christmas card list. They investigated, they spent 140 man hours investigating the Christmas card list thing, trying to pin something on the man. And the worst thing that they could find was that he messed around on his wife and then he lied about it uh, when it all came down to it. And they ended up spending something like a quarter of a billion dollars total on investigations and have the audacity to talk about government waste. Uh, what is it about the Clintons in and of themselves? Somebody said that during the course of that, an interviewee said that said said this about Hillary. She was pushy. She was humorless. She couldn't get her hair figured out. There were just so many things about Hillary that we didn't like. And that was in the 90s. To say nothing about the way that it is now. What is it about these two that pisses off Republicans so much? Man, but who part of it feels like, well, what Democrat doesn't piss off Republicans? And why is you know, that always there? I mean, like as response. you said, like uh, the quote that you read, I I thought was about Obama, you know. And but I mean, you're absolutely right that you know with the Clintons, they I mean they were pure evil in in the eyes of in the eyes of Republicans. Um, and Clinton, Hillary Clinton, got a little bit of a break from that as a senator, and again as the Secretary of State, she she kind of earned a begrudging respect, uh, at least up until Benghazi. Um, but you're right. I mean, the the anyone but Clinton movement is very very strong amongst Republicans, um, and is the only reason why Trump has even the vaguest slight glimmer of a chance um, is just the sheer animosity that people had have towards her. Uh, you know, she lied. Uh, she that's the big one. A lot with the Benghazi stuff. You know, she lied to those people. She lied to those parents. Um, well, but she didn't lie to those parents. You have 15 of them and three of them say that she lied. The other 12 say they heard nothing of the sort. Yeah. And the other three that are saying, run around saying she lied about it. Can't get on Fox news quick enough. Mm-hmm. I, 
they have they have invested they investigated Whitewater for months. Drug her in front of 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 a of, of a grand jury over it. They never found anything. Nothing. Yeah. This is from the Washington Post on the on the on on the the email thing. Prosecutors and FBI agents investigating Hillary Clinton's use of a personal email server have found scant evidence that the leading Democratic presidential candidate intended to break classification rules. They're still looking, but they haven't found anything. And that's, I mean, the. They, they they just they investigate and investigate and investigate and investigate and they never get anything. Mm-hmm. It really does feel like a vendetta. But for I what? Mean, Other than getting yeah. up in the morning and saying I'm a Democrat, what does she do? Well, we would say that she lied to the soldiers and she lied. To, you know, like I mean, that's but but you're right that there seems to be a lot of evidence that that's not necessarily the way that things went down. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't have answers for the the level of animosity that we have towards Clinton. I don't have answers for the level of animosity that we have towards Obama. You know, these these are center left politicians. Um, you know, they're and because we've seen what far left is. You know, what do you want? You want Elizabeth Warren? You want Bernie Sanders? Is that what you want? Um, no, that's so why I, I would have voted for Hillary had I voted in the Democratic. Right. Well, I'm saying to, to Republicans, you know, like, I oh, mean, yeah. you're going well, after you're going after these people who are center left people. You know, you want Pelosi. Is that what you're looking for? Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't understand. We got plenty it. of real progressives we can give you. That. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I feel like. I feel like the, the, the Democrats have put forth, you know, fairly moderate candidates. Uh who who at least talk a big game about wanting to to reach across aisles and I feel like Clinton did you know whenever she's been in, in power uh I, you know I can't I don't remember her being a first lady well enough to speak on it too much but at least when she's had office as secretary of state and as as a senator she seemed to be fairly reasonably bipartisan um you know uh, Obama maybe could have done better, but, oof, you know, he was in the face of some pretty serious opposition. You know, my, my biggest gripe against Obama is how much he, he kind of caved to, to Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand where Republicans are coming from. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I well, I, I mean, I don't either, clearly. Um, I heard another quote on, on CNN describing Trump as that I didn't really understand. And I think maybe you can clear this one up for me, but maybe it's, maybe it's true. I don't know. Uh, he described it as European nationalism, fundamentally geared towards the grievances of angry whites. Well, really that's understand Trump? European nationalism. That's, that's Trump. That's what he said about that's it. That's what he said. Basically Trump is doing. Who, who said Trump really is get doing the European that. nationalism part. Some dude on CNN. I, I don't well, okay, so that's not Trump describing himself. That's someone describing Trump. They're saying that Trump. Yes, this is somebody is, describing Trump. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I mean, you can look at um, if you look at the the direction European politics have gone. Uh, it's it's very similar. They have they have multiple Trump like figures uh, with uh, Marie Le Pen in France. Um, the the guy in Poland, I can't remember his name, but he he's along those lines. Um, Turkey's guy, Rikip Erdogan, I can't ever pronounce his name. Um, 
you know, you've got guys, um, Spain uh, has one party that that's done well. That's in along those lines. Uh, Britain is sort of an exception. You've got you basically got a Bernie Sanders guy who's taking who's who's taking control over Labor Party with Jeremy Corbyn. Um, so no, yeah, I, I think that's very accurate. Um, there's people in Germany who are rising up against Merkel, uh, who who would, are very much Trump like. So yeah, I, I think that was very accurate. Merkel is for the most part a moderate, correct? Yeah, Merkel's my I love Merkel. I heart Merkel. She's a center right. She's center left. She's she's very much center left. She's like Hillary Clinton. Well, maybe they'll get a shot to work together. Who knows? Um, so, uh, I, 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 any, any, anything to add uh, on on any of that? We've 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 covered lots of election things. Um, and any, you know what? The 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 primaries are over. We have, I think, collectively the two of us. I know I certainly have followed this primary season closer than I have any other election season, hands down. Uh, what what was what was your favorite moment? Any anything that you enjoyed particularly? <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You enjoyed this, nothing about this. We've this watched primary season has been nothing. Pretty heartbreaking as a rule. I mean, there there were. I mean, there there were moments where, like, you know, a couple of the Republican debates that I really enjoyed. You know, when we when we kind of got in our wheelhouse and talking about taxes and tax reforms and things that we could do there. But the overwhelming sadness of the direction that things went sort of, you know, neutralized those those slightly happy moments for me. Uh, I, I get most of my my most pleasant thoughts come from Bernie Sanders, really. I mean, I, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I, I agreed with a lot of the things that he was saying um, and you know and, and happy that someone at least could inspire uh, my generation to, to really get out there and get out and, and vote and stay involved and I hope that you know now that Bernie's lost well is would more than likely going to lose uh, that they'll that they'll stay involved and 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 keep going Uh so yeah, I, I guess my most positive thing is is with Bernie. Uh, I, I would be more positive about K Dog if he hadn't let me down so bad here at the end. So I, I hope, I, and I really hope that Clinton pushes some of the things that Bernie really brought into the spotlight with um, uh, specifically paternity leave. You know, I think that's a a much needed thing in this country, and I, I hope that uh, Clinton tries to make it happen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 fair. I, I I think that's been that's been the the positive thing that I've taken because I'm I'm with you. I I was I was surprised by how much I, I there were a lot of there are a lot of things that I don't agree with 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 Bernie on, but I I I appreciate the role that he played because I think he did play an important role in this. I think he kept Hillary Clinton engaged. I think he forced her to take some better more progressive stances where it was probably a good thing that she does. Um, because these are things that I, that I, as somebody who is, yes, I, I trend towards the center, but I am center left. And I, I, I liked a lot of the things that, that he forced her to acknowledge and talk about in the early democratic debates, I thought were very good. I, I thought that they were really good discussions of 
this is what it is to be a Democrat today. And do we want the party to go this way or do we want it to go that way? And mm-hmm. I thought they were very good back and forth. And that's what a primary season really should be. Um, yeah. And I, I, I thought it was a really good thing. Now it's gotten a little, a little sketch here in the last, last month or so, but uh, to a certain extent, that's almost to be expected. I, and I've, I've liked a lot of what she said I, I, and when it comes to in, in interviews, because it is clear to me that she's actually got a lot of empathy for the position that he's in because she's been there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and whenever she's asked if she thinks he should get out, she doesn't even wait to say, I'm not telling him anything. She's mm-hmm. and, and she immediately comes back and says, you know what? Look, I've done that. I've been in that position. I know how hard it is. That is entirely up to him next. And, mm-hmm. And that's and that's that's the right thing to say, you know, in that kind of circumstance. And I think it's uh, it's it's been good tonally for, uh, for the most part. And that that part of it's been fun to watch. I will say that I gleefully enjoyed Chris Christie's takedown of Marco Rubio. <laughs> oh, Chris Christie! I'd, for, I'd forgotten uh, about him. <laughs> somebody floated Newt as a VP candidate for Trump. What do you think about that one? I, I maybe, I, I don't know. I, I guess I can see that they're pretty big. Pers- they're both pretty big personalities. But I don't know. I don't know if I can see Newt getting on board. I, I just can't see any self-respecting Republican getting on that bandwagon. Uh, and I would have put Newt Gingrich down as a self-respecting Republican. I mean, he's one of the biggest thinkers of our of our party, you know, I mean, he did some unfortunate things as far as backing away, you know, like, um, the universal healthcare mandate, that was his idea, you know? And then he, he kind of tried to back away from it, which was disappointing, but I, I have a lot of respect for him as a, as a thinker and a policy guy. So I guess I, I hope that he wouldn't, you know, I, I hope Trump picks someone like Cruz who I already dislike, uh, I'd, I'll be pretty heartbroken if he actually manages to get someone I respect uh, on board with his with his platform. Man, the way that they are running, they are running. They cannot run away fast enough. I, every name that the press has floated, most of them have put out statements saying, "Absolutely not, leave me out of this." Yeah, uh, and, and that's know. what I hope. I hope they'll. I hope that'll keep mm-hmm. happening. I mean, I can't even imagine. What what I would think of of K Dog if he if he did it I mean if he actually jumped onto that one I'd no yeah that'll never never happen yeah. never happen I I don't I, don't, I, I, don't I, I know that Trump has said that he wants a very politically experienced person uh, but I just I can't even begin to think of who that would be well I mean and Newt Newt does fit that obviously you know fits that that description, um, you know, and he's been, but, and, and the, the word on the street is, is that he's been advising Trump private in private for this entire time. He's been sort of like the Trump whisperer, um, that nobody's talking about. So, you know, I don't know. That, 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 that's, that's the only, well, he doesn't seem to be, does he? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Anyway, let's do a couple of quick quick hits before we get out of here. Uh, I read something about the Labor Department's overtime rule changing later on this summer, um, effectively making it so that uh, uh, if you work 
right now, uh, making it so that if you, if you work over a certain number of hours or that if you, that the minimum, minimum payment to stop you, the minimum salary to stop you from being an overtime employee is going to go up to something like 48,000 or 49,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I read that coming this summer. A lot of people, including the article that I read, uh, a couple of different articles that I read, actually said that this alone is actually more useful and potentially more important than a minimum wage increase. And I agreed. I can sort of see where that's the truth. Do, do you, you you agree with that? Yeah, if it's the one I'm thinking of, which dealt with salaries and that sort of thing, if it's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, salaried employees, yes. Yeah, then then I, I remember reading that one and liking it. Um, based on my my experience with restaurants, uh, I, I think it's very, I, I think it's very good, you know, because there's definitely a lot of manipulation uh, of employees uh, from that standpoint. You know, I was probably guilty of it myself a little bit, you know, above us, you know, from a standpoint of well, you know, okay, well, if I put make this person salaried, then uh, you know, I can they can, I can get them to work 50 hours a week. Um, now that's not all me being evil. That's also you know, I had one guy one employee who just wanted to work more. And I was like, man, I can't work anymore. You know, you, you, you can't work more than 40 hours. And, you know, basically we agreed to do a salary thing, uh, at 50 hours a week. And I made him a shift leader like once a week so that I could say he had some administrative duties. Um, but it's that, that sort of thing is definitely rampant in, uh, in restaurants and, and should be stopped. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that, that law. And I, I think it'll be, I think that'll be a good one. Yeah, I do too, and and I, I I do think that it's it's just as important as as and if not more so than a, a minimum wage increase because that to me is where a lot of the problems start um, mm-hmm. for uh, employees not being able to pull overtime. You know, a lot we talk a lot about what used to happen in like um, you know manufacturing circumstances where like Christmas would come around and everybody would it would be almost like a Christmas bonus because they would authorize overtime. Um, well. Now they can uh, just say, okay, we're going to pay you 28000 a year, and because you're salaried, you can't make overtime. So yeah, and they, and they just work you to death. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. So you actually wind up making like eight bucks an hour, you know, yeah. because of your salary. Yeah. So, yeah, if they can, if they can put a stop to that, uh, that, would, yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah, um, well, I, I think it's far better because I think minimum wage, you know, my whole problem with the idea of upping the minimum wage is that, you know, all right, so now I got to pay, you know, my little 16-year-old hostess $10 an hour. Are you kidding me? I have to, I'm supposed to pay my 16-year-old hostess the enough to, for a family of four to live on? Are you kidding me? Um, I, that, that's where the whole minimum wage thing just loses me. But in this respect, we're talking about salaried employees. You know, these aren't. These aren't, you know, the, the little 16-year-old hostess. These are, these are career people, um, and, and they should absolutely be paid a, a, a wage befitting that. Um, and if you're not willing to pay that sort of wage, then don't, don't work them to death. You know, let them work their 40 hours and get out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I think this, I, I, again, I, I think this is going to be a very good, very good thing, um, assuming it does actually go through. I, I don't know why it wouldn't, but... Uh, yeah. So, uh, interesting back and forth going on in Kentucky, Bevin, uh, uh, over the education things, uh, the governor, governor Bevin got sued, uh, by the attorney general who happens to be the son of the former governor. 
And now the former governor and the current governor are in what amounts to essentially a pissing contest where uh, uh, Bevin is saying that the, he is cleaning up all the corruption from the previous governor and the previous governor is saying, well, you're not, I'm, nothing about us was corrupt and they're actually getting into Twitter wars and back and forth. It's getting very juvenile mm-hmm. uh, out there. I, I, I haven't read a whole lot about it long. this week, but. Huh? Well, it is Bevins had that juvenile streak in him all along. You know, I mean, I, I like, and we've talked about this, you know, I, I like a number of the things that Bevin talks about doing, uh, but I, I don't like his tone at all. Uh, but, I, I, you know, he has had a point, it seems, at least right now, that he has a point about some of the cronyism. You know, I mean, we've had some indictments and arrests and that sort of thing uh, with with Bashir's, you know, group and with Andy Bashir's. Uh, people, so it, it it seems like this is a legitimate thing, but uh, the the way that Bevan goes about it and the way he talks and some of his ridiculous ridiculous tweets uh, have been enormously enormously disappointing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they need to, they need to take there. away his Twitter. They need to take away his Twitter account. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm all for the vast majority of cuts that he that he's talked about doing. But I, I don't like his tone and the way he's going and the way he talks about it and the way he talks about the other party. I, I don't care for that at all. Fair enough. Um, well, we are uh, we are going to. That's all. That's all we have time for from a quick hit standpoint. We're gonna we're gonna try a try a new thing this week to wrap things up. Uh, we are going to finish things up with with a with a good story. We're gonna call it something cool, and Tim is gonna Tim is gonna tell you something cool right now. Uh, I, I hand it off to you, sir. Something cool. Blake Pyron, a 20-year-old with Down syndrome, has just become the youngest business owner in his town, combining his two favorite passion, people and snow cones. Uh, he's created a, a trailer called Blake's Snow, Blake's snow Shack, um, in which you know, he makes snow cones. So I'd, what an awesome example of a, a, a small businessman stepping up and... Uh, um, especially since it's you know someone, someone with Down syndrome, you know making making something happen and and overcoming some of the the struggles that that he has and uh, awesome support from his community. So I, I think that is definitely something cool. No doubt. Where is where is this? Uh, it's in a, just a small town in Texas. Very cool. That 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 is that is definitely something cool. All right. Where did you read about that? Uh, GoodNewsNetwork.org. <laughs> lots of lots of uplifting stuff on there. Very cool. Well, good for Blake. We're uh, we're 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 excited for him. Uh, and that is it for us this week. Thanks so much for joining us. We promise you we will be back next week. <laughs> Absolutely, without, without a break. Uh, we uh, yeah, it's been exciting. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, enjoy your weekend and happy Mother's Day. <laughs>